Hey there, D2 sports fans, and thanks for checking in for another episode of the D2 Nation podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Cavati, and folks, I am exhausted. Not only did we have a huge D2 football Saturday, followed by the selection show on Sunday, but both number one teams in D2 men's and women's basketball lost on Saturday. Throw in the start of the D2 field hockey championship commencing on Saturday, and yours truly needs a nap. But luckily, I have the great Bethany Bowman, as always, to help me along. How's the best co-host in D2 sports doing, Bethany? Thanks, Wayne. I'm doing well. And you said it. I'm ready for some D2 playoff football to get started. Three of my MIAA teams are in. Every D2 football player and coach that we've interviewed on the D2 Nation podcast this season is in the tournament. That's pretty cool. But more importantly, this week, we are going to talk to some of the guys from D2 football and the guys that put D2 football on the map. So please welcome Brandon Meisner and Chuck Bittner to the show. Welcome to the nation, gentlemen. Thanks for having Um, us. Yeah, absolutely. So first, before we get started, I do want to, Brandon and Chuck are two of the elite squad over at D2football.com. And I do want to say that I wish I could have Chris, Matt, Paul, Jake, Devin, and and everyone else on there, but this would spiral quickly into a 12-part episode, and we just don't have time for that. So we we narrowed it down to two, and we appreciate both of you joining us. Um, Brandon, we're going to start with you. Um, You know, D2Football.com really paved the way for guys like me, putting the information of D2Football out there and and getting this thirst for knowledge out there. Um, Why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about how it all started and how you got to where we are today? When I graduated from college, apparently back in the Stone Age, uh, there wasn't enough coverage of Division II. It's kind of frustrating. The only thing that existed was one column per week. It was on USA Today and it was written by a friend named Greg Dehushek. He's from Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, I just, I was complaining there wasn't enough out there. So eventually I met some folks uh, on the internet, uh, you know, through different basically chat rooms and, and things like that. And we just talked about Division II football. One of those, Jeff Witten, happened to uh, build websites. He's from Florence, Alabama, which was the former host of the national championship. I mocked up uh, what a site could look like, and I believe it was like in Microsoft Paint, something very rudimentary. And he said, let's build it. And I said, okay, let's do it. So it honestly kind of started as a joke. And then like once we published, like the first day had – 900 visitors we thought hey that's really awesome what would it be like to have 2000 and then the next day it was 2000 and every time we wished something would happen it did until it was like oh what would it be like to have 25,000 and then that happened so it it grew extremely quickly you know 2000 was you know uh, during the early years of the internet the real internet that people were using so it was it was an advantageous time Uh, but uh, you know that's that's what started it was basically uh, you know, it was a put up or shut up because nobody else was doing it. So I, I guess, you know, we have to do it. Um, when did the, the poll start? When did the D2 football top 25 start? It started immediately. Uh, uh, although we did it ridiculously at the beginning because we only did a top 16 at that time, only 16 teams made it. So for some reason, there were regional, there were regions. It, it didn't make any sense to just do 16 but we did it because I was 26 year old, 26 years old, didn't know anything, you know, and, and, uh, and I, and we did it that way. Uh, I think the next year we expanded right to 25 to speak the same language that everybody else spoke. Uh, but it, it, it was immediate and it was, you know, one year after the AFCA poll had started. So we've kind of 
you know, kind of tag team the pole game in, in Division Two since that time. And Nalchuk, if people follow you on Twitter, they know that you post a lot of the spreadsheets and the numbers that go into the bracket decisions. So with all of your deep dives this season, give us an overview of how you felt the bracket played out and what surprised you. There really weren't a lot of surprises when the bracket came out. I think that there were three big questions that I had going into Sunday. And probably the biggest was who's going to be the number one seed out of Super Region 2? Because there there really were a, a couple of solid candidates to get that number one seed. And West Florida beating Valdosta State in the final week of the season really opened that up. Because if that doesn't happen, it's very clear that Valdosta State's our number one seed out of that region with that upset happening. We were to call that an upset, right? Our defending national champion, right. but because that happened, it really opened up a, a huge debate really among the committee, I, I would assume. And then certainly among us, we had a lot of differing opinions about who's the most deserving team to, to get that number one seed. Valdosta certainly had the, the ridiculously high strength of schedule and the most wins over teams over 500. So there was still a very strong case for Valdosta, but you've got Bowie state sitting there as the only undefeated team in the region. And then of course you've got West Florida who just beat Valdosta state. So that was really the biggest question I had is, is who's going to get that, that seed in that region. And then the other two big questions I had is who's going to get the last spot in super region one, uh, which was really going to, it was pretty clear that was going to come down to either slippery rock or California. And you had a head-to-head -head result there that really made the, made the difference. And then the last spot, probably in the whole bracket, that was really up for grabs was in Super Region 2. Is it going to be Lenore Rhine or Savannah State? Uh, and it got very, very close. And that was one where when you talk about the spreadsheets that we were sharing and that we look at and kind of circle little graphics and say, look at this and look at that. Um, with those two teams, the, the records and the strength of schedule were, were almost identical. So you really had to go down to the minutia and look at the other criteria that the committee is, is, is looking at. And in that one, we had to get down to it, it really was most likely that the wins over teams over 500 uh, went towards Lenore Ryan. So when we share those charts and those graphics, it's, it's for a reason. We're not really just looking at opinions. We're trying to help people understand the metrics that the committee is really looking at and how they evaluate these teams because it is a complicated process. Yeah, and I, and I know, Chuck, you and I have discussed before that it is much more of an equation, right? It's not an AFC or a D2football.com right. poll where a bunch of people vote. There is a method to the madness. And even though some schools and fans don't see it that way, there, there really is, you have to, like you said, you have to go to that last little detail sometimes to, to figure it all out. And, and, and that's what they did this time around. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on those uh, surprises, but um, I want to talk about one, two, two of the teams you mentioned, Bowie State and Lenore Ryan. Um, that's a game I'm very excited for in the first round. You know, Bowie State's defense is fun to watch. It leads the nation in defensive scores. Lenore rides on this incredible tear. So, Brandon, we'll start with you and then Chuck to you. What are a couple first round games that you both are excited for? Well, you know, in, in Super Region 1, I'm actually pretty excited to, to see the Slippery Rock Notre Dame game. Uh, Wynn got hurt for, for Slippery Rock, so that hurts them a little bit. But for some reason, there's something that's pulling my interest in that game. I'd, I'd really like to watch that. Uh, in two, I'm in Super Region Two. I'm interested in West Georgia and uh, playing Albany State. I'm very interested in that one. Uh, the, you know, uh, Albany State already played Valdosta earlier. It is it's just exciting to see what, or at least interesting to see what's going to happen in that one. Super Region Three. I'm excited to see Central Washington at Northwest Missouri because you know anybody who 
who knows me a little bit knows that I, I've, I like the idea of teams from other regions being swapped. And so that is just a ton of fun to me. And then uh, for that same reason, I like Duluth at Angelo in Super Region 4. So uh, I, like, I like variety. I like new things. But uh, so I guess on, on the, the left half of the country, uh, you know, I, I like the, the variety of the scheduling. But on the, uh, on the east half, there's some, in my opinion, some questions that are going to be answered in the first round. Chuck, how about you? Yeah, and and I have some games that that I'm really interested in. That you know, when we when we did our show on Sunday night, some of our teams said, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not so excited about this because you've got two Northern right. Sun teams playing each other in Super Region Four with Bemidji Guilty. State and Augustana." <laughs> um, I'm actually very intrigued by that matchup because I think it it has the potential to really influence how the rest of that bracket plays out. Uh, I actually have Angela State winning that part of the bracket, um, but. That could really change because um, part of my reasoning for that is I think that Augustana wins this weekend. And I think if Augustana wins, they go to Colorado Mines in round two. And I like Augustana in, in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Now, if Bemidji State gets the win this weekend against, uh, against Augustana, which would be kind of a revenge win, uh, then they go to Colorado Mines. I don't think they match up quite as well there. Uh, and then that could potentially change the way the rest of that bracket plays out. So I'm very interested in, in watching that game between those two Northern Sun teams. Um, I'm really looking at Harding and Washburn. Uh, I talked with Matt Witwicky, our good friend, earlier today, and we're kind of looking at the way this might play out. And you know, Matt kind of posed a question to me and said, where's the upset going to come? Because we're kind of looking at how this, all the brackets could play out. And he said, there's, where's the upset going to come? And I said, I have the same question, Matt, because you know there's going to be one. There, there might be more than one. The way this season has gone, there's probably going to be one or two. Uh, I think Washburn potentially getting a win over Harding is where that upset could come. And when you look at Super Region 1, uh, Bentley and New Haven, they just played two weeks ago. Uh, tough to beat the same team twice in, in a season. Really hard to beat the same team twice in three weeks. So that's a really interesting one to look at. And then I agree with Brandon. I'm very interested in seeing uh, West Georgia and Albany State. That Albany State defense is, is one of the best in the entire country. And I can't wait to see uh, what they look like in a playoff game against a team with uh, with West Georgia's talent. A little, I, I did my prediction bracket today for NCAA.com. It's going to go up tomorrow, but I'll give you a little uh, spoiler alert. I have Bemidji State win in that game. Oh. Uh, in, in round one. Um, Bethany, what are you excited for? I, I think I know where you're going to go, but w- which one are you? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, I want to talk about sleeper teams. And, you know, when Wayne asked me to do this podcast, I told him, okay, but I'm not leaving my MIAA bias at the door. Um, that's what I bring to the podcast. And you now it's a credit to all you guys, because you know everything about every region. I'll admit I am, um, you know, pretty just familiar with the MIAA being a former reporter for them. So I love that you mentioned, um, Chuck, the Washburn and Harding game. I think, um, you know, Washburn coming out with that win wouldn't be a surprise to a lot of people. Um, They were the only team to take down Northwest Missouri State in the MIAA. Is Northwest Missouri State, you know, quite as good as they always have been? I don't know. But um, that was a great win for Washburn. Um, Another maybe sleeper team, uh, Nebraska Kearney. And it's just, just been really awesome to see the rise of their program because back in 2019, they made their first bowl game in, uh, can't remember how many years, but a long time. And that was just, I, I talked to a bunch of their seniors and they were really emotional that day talking about just how big of a step that was for their program to go to a bowl game and get a win. And so now to see them in the playoffs, that's awesome. Josh Lynn was just named today the MIAA coach of the year. So um, yeah, you know, I have a little bit of, um, I'm a little high on the MIAA teams, but, um, there's obviously a lot of great matchups, I think, um, like you guys talked about. So, 
um, I think it's just going to be a really awesome playoff. And uh, I, I try not to, to make too many predictions. I know Wayne's going to make me today, but I just like to watch them <laughs> <all> play out. <laughs> uh, what what do, do you guys have any sleepers you want to throw into the mix that people are sleeping on? You know, I'm, I'm not typically one that, that uh, uh, would pick sleepers or upsets. I, I tend to, you know, pick the traditional teams. In fact, every time I pick an upset, it, it goes poorly for me. But uh, I, I, I honestly, you know, if, if you talk about sleeper, I sometimes it's ranked. I kind of looked at this, the, the thought of a sleeper, and I kind of looked at it as what team ranked the lowest that I think could possibly win the region rather than being surprised. So sometimes it was, it was a seeded team. Sometimes it was not. And, you know, like in, uh, honestly, in, in uh, Super Region 1, I, Notre Dame or Slippery Rock, I think, it, if you consider the number three seed in Slippery Rock, you know, the, the regional finalists last time, sleepers, those were the two that I, that I would pick in that one. West Georgia would be Super Region 2, probably one of the reasons why I'm so excited or, or anticipating the, the Albany State game. Uh, Grand Valley was the four seed in number in Super Region three. And so, you know, one, two, three or four, I think could do that. But, you know, Grand Valley would be the last one I think could do that. And then uh, in number four, I, you know, not only is it a sleeper, it's the team that I would pick to get to the semifinals, which is actually Augustana, which, you know, Chuck and I disagree on, obviously. But that those would be if I had to pick a sleepers, those would be the lowest ranked teams that I think would make it. Well, I think this is probably going to be potentially the, the, the toughest year to pick a final four and, and pick champions than we've ever had. So something to think about when you look at the bracket, there is one undefeated team in the entire playoff field. One Ferris state is undefeated. Now you have one other that's undefeated against division two. So if you go back to the last two years, 2018 and 2019, that we had championships uh, in both of those seasons, there were nine undefeated teams coming to the playoffs. So that, that just kind of shows you how wild and unpredictable right. 2021 20, has been. So there's no reason to think that, that it's going to change in the playoffs. There are going to be a lot of results, I think, that we do not expect. As far as some sleeper teams, I think Notre Dame is a team out of Super Region 1 that we probably haven't talked about a whole lot just because uh, they had a loss that, that came earlier in the season against Charleston that we maybe didn't expect, although that was definitely – you know, one that we had our eye on. And since then, I don't think that we've really talked about them a whole lot from a national perspective, but they are a very, very good football team. I actually think Slippery Rock is a good draw for them in this round. Um, so I really look at them as a team that potentially has the talent. Uh, head coach Mickey Menthol was on our show Sunday night. Um, he is an excellent first year head coach. If, if you could really even call him that he, he's been with that program right. for since the beginning. So, um, I really like the potential that they have to come out of that region. Uh, West Georgia is a team to keep an eye on. We know that they can play with the heavyweights in that conference. They beat West Florida earlier this season. They went toe to toe with Valdosta state. If they survive that, uh, that bout with, uh, with Albany state this weekend, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, they have the potential to win that region. And I don't think anybody's really looking at them as a team that, that potentially makes the final four, but I, I think that they could really upset that bracket. Yeah. Um, that's, it's definitely, it, it's, it's what you said, you know, in two years ago, 2018, we had an all undefeated finals, right? Valdosta state, Ferris state that year, they were both undefeated all the way to the final game. Uh, and this year we have the one team. And if you want to count Bowie state being undefeated in D2, but I mean, right. it, it's, well, it's, slippery, slippery rock was undefeated in the semifinals. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, and then, uh, and then West Florida, the only team, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, so it, it, it's, it's just, it's been a crazy year. I mean, I, I can't, I can't remember a year like this. Uh, I've been doing this since 2000 season and, and there has not been a year like this. It is absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, there, you know, we've talked about the, many of the reasons potentially why, but it could just be the, the nature of college football from now on, you know, cause things are happening at all levels uh, yeah. where there are crazy, crazy, uh, crazy results happening in games. Yeah. It makes, it makes it fun for the writers too. You know, we always right. have something new to say and, and fresh to write each week. So right. it's, um, am I, am I going to get an answer from you guys? Like semifinal, like four team answer. Yeah. Let's get four teams. Uh, Chuck, you want to go first? I, I, I've got my final four. So I, I'll, I'll be honest. I have no number one seeds making the final oh, four. I, I, have two, I, like twos. I have two number twos and two number threes in super region one. I have shepherd in super region two. I have West Florida in three. I have Northwest Missouri state. And in Super Region 4, I have Angelo State winning mm-hmm. that region. Uh, so now if we get down to that Final Four, the real question would be what do the semifinals look like? Because, you know, we started a couple of years ago reseeding the Final Four. When we get down, it's not static at that True. point. True. So if that happens, then we don't really know what the semifinals could, could look like. But in that, stay with me here for a second. In mm-hmm. that scenario, it could come down to West Florida and Northwest Missouri State in the national championship game, which I think could be one of the best national championship finals we've ever had. That would be that would be fun. That would definitely be fun, Brandon. Well, I I actually agree with Chuck fifty percent. Uh, I picked Shepherd in West Florida. Uh, I picked the number one Ferris State in Super Region Three, and then Augustana in four, like I had mentioned earlier. So a little bit different, but. Uh, when, you know, when he said that he did, he hadn't picked any number ones, I'm like, oh, no, no, our, our bracket's going to look very similar, but, uh, they were, they were, they were a little different. Yeah. Bethany, what do you think? Uh, I, I believe if I, if I'm thinking right, I was 75% with Chuck. I went with Shepherd, Angelo State, okay. West Florida, and then actually I should go with Northwest like you with, like I said, with my MIAA advice, but I am not going with Bearcats. I think I'm going to go with, um, oh gosh, I need to look, sorry. Um, Grand Valley State, the Lakers. Okay. Well, I know. And I don't want to bet against the Bulldogs, but <laughs> I think, I don't know. That's a, that's a, four, a dangerous four seed right there. Absolutely. So. Well, that that's part of being in a dangerous region. I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty deep, it's a pretty deep region, but like one through four is really good in that region, kind of like super region two, uh, where there's, there's, uh, you know, there's depth, you know, West Georgia is unseated. And, uh, you know, if somebody said they were to reach the semifinals, it wouldn't surprise you at all. So, uh, you know, that, that's part of that. And it makes it difficult to predict sometimes. So it seems if, if Shepard's listening, they're going to love this show because I'm Shepard. I've got Shepard too. I got right. West Florida. I got Ferris state. And then I just felt like there was going to be one part of this bracket that completely blew up and was completely uninspected, unexpected. And I had Bemidji State beating Angelo State to get That's to the funny. semifinals. Uh, just that, just, uh, you know, just that you kind of talked about the revenge game against Augustana. And then Colorado School of Mines, their history the past few years in the second round, once they get there, just hasn't, something happens when they get to the second round and it's, a, it's too close a game. And then I don't know. I just went crazy when it came. To those <laughs> things. I said something, something crazy is going to happen. So I don't really have too much rationale behind the, the last part of that. Um, Cause Angela state is very good and their defense is very good. 
Um, but yeah, those were the four I went to. And then, uh, um, of course, we got to close it out with, you know, who's the cha- who's the national champion? And this is probably the hardest uh, question to pick. Bethany, we'll start with you. What do you think the national champion is going to look like? Um, I'm going to go with West Florida, I believe, first guest, right, on our show. Yeah, ever. It was coach. And um, I also watched them play um, at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City in that national championship game where they fell to Texas A&M Commerce in their mm-hmm. first season um, in Division II football or of football in general. So um, I'm going to go with West Florida. I like it. Chuck? Very hard to repeat, but I have West Florida as well. Brandon? Well, I'm starting to feel bad for West Florida because I picked him as well. i did too wow yeah i i think i think we see um i think it you know ferris state is just because of their undefeated they're so good but you know the grand valley state if grand valley state gets past that first round that grand valley state ferris state game is going to be one of the best games of the tournament Mm -hmm. uh but so if ferris state can survive that i just think it gets them the momentum to the championship game but man Every time out, West Florida does something that just amazes you, and it, it's hard to go against them right now. I think they're really peaking at the right time. They're really peaking at the right time. And and, and they've actually openly talked about that as as a team. Pete Chinnick's talked about it. Austin Reed is, of course, I think one of the best players in Division II. Uh, He said even earlier in the season when they were winning big games, we haven't played our best football yet. Well, I think they're playing their best football right now, and and now is the time to do it. They get to play their first home playoff game ever. They're they're, they're 9-1 in the playoffs, and they haven't ever played a home playoff game. So they get their first one this Saturday, and uh, uh, I I think they're going to be very, very excited for that and and uh, i definitely think that they're playing their best football right now and championships are won by teams that peak at the right time absolutely absolutely and you know on top of what you said they set their attendance record last week against valdosta state so i can only assume that will be shattered um this coming weekend so but um brandon chuck thank you so much for joining us before we go uh, Chuck, we'll start with you. And then Brandon, please go ahead and plug away where people can find you uh, out there on the internet, because everyone needs to be following the, everyone at D2 football, really. So you go ahead, Brandon. Okay. I, my, I, the Twitter handle I use most is just at D2 football. So that's the, the easiest way to follow us. Go to the website. Uh, you, know, you can find our, our, uh, our Sunday night show inside D2 football. You search for it under our channel. You can find it, but, uh, you know, that's probably the easiest way. And you can find me uh, on Twitter. It's just at D2 Chuck, but definitely the best way to, to find all of our, all of our info, all of our contests is go to D2football.com. There's a lot more there than just myself and Brandon. We have a whole host of columnists for, for almost every conference, and there's going to be a ton of great info. Everybody's busy. Every conference is represented in this bracket. I don't know if we mentioned that, but all 16 conferences that sponsor D2 football are represented in this tournament. That's the first time that's ever happened. So there's going to be so much great content. So uh, check out the website, read all the columns and get the different perspectives. Yes. And and please do definitely check out d2football.com. Definitely check out their Sunday night show. The Sunday night show is great. Um, But, and don't forget where you can find us, ladies and gentlemen, Um, (laughs) Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you want to give a listen. So give us a follow and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation. Thank you.